Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Thoughtful Thursday on Girl Power Half Hour. Um, I'm Annette Bam. Tasha Humphreys is on the road to Midland, Texas. Hey, Tasha. Hello. How are you, Annette? Hello, everyone out there. Happy Thursday to you. And this is Thoughtful Thursday, and it's all about good feeling stories and, and stories that inspire and encourage and we've got um, a really good story today to talk to you about and it's about a woman who is a legend. Um, I think she's more than just a legend in country music. Um, she's just an amazing woman all the way around and Tasha is on the way to see her in concert. Yay! So, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. So I'm sure we will all hear about it on our Facebook page. Uh, go to Girl Power Half Hour on Facebook and friend us. Or get on Twitter also, and it's girl underscore hour. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter. We're not as active on Twitter as we are on Facebook, but, um, you know, we, we want to put some good information out there for you on both places. And tomorrow, before we get started with our story, tomorrow is our question and answer casual Friday. So if you have any questions that you'd like to ask, then please message us on Facebook and uh, give us your question that you want to ask. And we'll get to it on the air tomorrow. And if you would like to call in tomorrow to ask the question live, that number is 347-215-6929. And just call in, press the 1, which means you want to talk to us, and we'll get to your question then. So today, Tasha, tell us who you're going to see. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am on my way to the Wagner Noel Performing Arts Center in Midland, Texas to see Loretta Lynn. It's the first time I've ever seen her live in concert, and I have been a fan of her since I was a very young girl. Um, in fact, I grew up in a small town, Littlefield, Texas, home of Waylon Jennings. My aunt actually played the piano for Waylon Jennings when he was getting his start, and she, and that's basically because she played the piano for the local radio station in Louisville, Texas. And back then, you know, uh, if, a, if an artist came in, a musician came in to sing, um, they were singing on the air, and they would have a band, you know, in the radio station playing for them so they could do a live show. And my uh, aunt was the one that played the piano. And so she became a piano player for Waylon Jennings, and um, actually his mother lived right down the street from us. And I was raised in an environment that was appreciative of country music, gospel music, um, bluegrass, and honestly, if you know anything about Loretta, she kind of falls in all three of those categories. Now, again, if you know me, I'm a rocker girl, 100%. Uh, big Kiss fan as well. So I, I confuse a lot of people going to see Loretta Lynn. But I'm a huge fan of classic country, and certainly uh, Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn, Tammy Wynette, and this in particular is such a big deal to me because I see Loretta Lynn as such a pioneer in country music and certainly forging the way for for women in country music and in music altogether. Um, Jack White, as most of you well know, is a big fan of, of Loretta's and evidently a very close friend of hers. 
um, and he thinks of her as the finest uh, female singer of the last century. So that's huge, I would think, coming from Jack White, because, I mean, those of us that know and love him, honestly, he's very talented, so clearly coming from him, that says a lot. Um, but the coolest thing about this is that when I was a young girl and growing up in that in that scene of that music scene and having uh, family members that were involved in music and having the roots that I had with country gospel and bluegrass, I grew up singing in church and at bluegrass festivals, and I covered songs, obviously. I was like seven, so I wasn't writing my own back then. Um, however, I got to choose, you know, what music I liked, what music I wanted to sing, and I chose Loretta Lynn's Coal Miner's Daughter, and I covered her song at bluegrass festivals when I was little all the time, and so I have a, a big love for her, and of course, watched the movie, uh, who didn't, Sissy Spacek, and uh, watched that thought it was great, you know, had a love for Patsy Cline. Obviously, she was involved in that movie as well. And obviously, you know, that movie was based on, on a memoir from Loretta Lynn. And and evidently, she has another one out, and uh, it's still Woman Enough, which was put out in 2003. I have not read that, but um, I would love to because, again, I'm a huge fan. Um, I know that you and I have discussed some of this stuff, but I want to say really quickly, I feel like, you know, my everyone in my family has passed away. Again, we'll talk about my story a little bit more later on these shows. But um, my grandfather, who is very dear to my heart and uh, someone that I just absolutely love dearly and thank God for him because he, he was kind of the saving grace in my life. Um, and it was his sister that played for Waylon Jennings and that really introduced me to classic country and, and at that time bluegrass and gospel as well. Um, I really feel his spirit with me and will be sitting right next to me at this show because he was a huge Loretta Lynn fan. So this is a, a very oh, who are you kidding? Me. Tasha, who, who <laughs> are you kidding? He can be on stage with her. <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he was because actually growing up as a little girl, um, you know, my aunt played the piano all the time and she would come over to our house. We had this great upright piano and, um, you know, my grandmother as, I have not told this story yet, and I say this in a in a humorous way now. There was a lot of bitterness before, but I can say this with uh, laughter now, but my grandmother was not the friendliest person in the world and not the most fun to be around, and so she would sit and kind of pout while the rest of us were having a great time singing around the piano. And my grandfather would sing, my, my uncle would sing, my aunt would play the piano and sing, and then I would sing and jump in as well, and, and they would sing that, that song, you know, Daddy sang bass, Mama sang tenor, and all those things. Oh, yeah. So much fun. And I can just imagine him and my uncle up there with Loretta Lynn. It, it, that's actually very fitting, and it would be a very fitting image, and I, I'm probably going to laugh because he's, I'm probably going to picture that while I'm sitting there watching her <laughs> on stage. But, um, but you know, you and I had talked yesterday about some of the things that we love about her and that we've known about her, and and I found it interesting. You know, I know that you're very involved in the paranormal, and you have this book that you recently published that, again, I've got to tell you that I've got an announcement about it on Friday. So don't let me forget. Yeah, okay, I won't. I definitely won't. Um, But, again, that's that's, uh, something I want, you know, everyone to really remember. And I want you to tell us the title again really quickly, um, and then I know that they can get it at Amazon.com and they can go into the Kindle store to do it. They don't have to have a Kindle, but they can get it there. But what is the title again? It's A View from the Threshold, True Ghost Stories and Other Spirit Encounters. 
And by Francis Bingham. Francis Bingham. Francis Bingham, yeah. And yeah. the next one will be out probably in September. Awesome. More well, stories. More so stories. exciting. Yeah, that's great. Well, anyway, talking about your book and the fact that you're involved in all of that and you have been, you know, a, a paranormal investigator that you have certainly uh, encountered spirits and, and had, you know, in my opinion, many conversations with even my grandmother, actually, when she passed. And so I <laughs> I know that you're very involved in that, very interested in that, as am I. And we were discussing, I'd seen, you know, I watch, and you tell me not to, and I should listen to you, because I'm always afraid I'm going to get possessed through the computer for some reason. But, um, you know, watching Ghost Adventures on Hulu all the time, I don't own a TV really so much or have cable, but I do watch Ghost Adventures on Hulu on my computer. And they did a an investigation in Loretta Lynn's house, the one that she currently lives in, I believe. But then you were telling yeah. me that her homestead was haunted as well. So can you tell our listeners more about that? Well, Paintsville, Kentucky, where where she was born right outside of there in Ditcher Holler, Holler, as they say back there, um, <laughs> is what they consider one of the most haunted places around. Um, but her wow. homestead where she was born uh, is extremely haunted, and she is quite psychic and has been since she was a little girl. She remembers seeing uh, people who have passed um, you know, walking through her old home and not knowing exactly what was going on. You know, it took her a while to figure out what was going on and premonitions about people dying. She saw her father uh, laying in a casket uh, in a premonition and uh, the next morning he was gone. So she's oh, wow. very, very psychic, uh, very in tune to spirit. And the... The house she's living in now was an old plantation. It was built on uh, Civil War grounds. Uh, I believe there's like 19 soldiers uh, buried on the property. Um, The previous owner is buried next to the property, and he occasionally shows up. Um, Wow. And he's not a very very pleasant person. Um, Oh, no. She had held... Yeah, she had held seances, and they had contacted him, and it was not friendly. But uh, her house has got quite a history to it. There's a a, a slave pit, is what they called it, underneath the front porch, where slaves who they considered unruly were, you know, hung out to dry there for a while with chains. Um, people, she and other people have heard all this, you know, chains being dragged across. And uh, her son, who passed away, also had uh, a, was woken up in the middle of the night with a, um, maybe he had just fallen asleep in the bed. I don't remember. He was in his bedroom. He, had, he was on his bed asleep. And there was a Civil War soldier in his room. So, um, wow. Pretty intense stuff there, but. Um, and if people can go and tour, they encourage that. And, um, you know, very much an open house there. And her old home. Well, now, too. And, and now let me jump in because I know that, like, you had told me, see, I didn't know this. I knew that her son had passed away. We had talked about how that was kind of maybe interesting, too, um, 
Jack Benny Lynn with her son, and then obviously she has befriended and become very close to Jack White. And I was just kind of wondering if, you know, maybe that, maybe Jack Jack White reminds her of her son, and we talked about that a little bit. And then you were telling, and I don't know if anybody knows this, because I did not know this, this year, like July, like last month, her daughter, Betty Sue, passed away with uh, complications from emphysema. I did, I did not know that. So she's recently, yeah. very recently, um, suffered yet another tragic loss. Um, which well, I hate she that lost for her. Another, that's breaking her heart. Yeah, she lost another daughter, Patsy, and um, that's where the song uh, "This Haunted House" came from. And oh, okay. that's a very inter- that's a very interesting story because she and her husband had gone over to visit Patsy's husband and children, and she, Loretta Lynn, went and sat on in the doorway or the stairway leading down to the the rec room that they called it where all the activity usually took place. And within 20 minutes, she had written that song on her guitar. And she went in and played it for her daughter's husband. And he was in tears. He said that was just, you know, absolutely beautiful and and spoke to him. So 20 minutes, that song was knocked out. You know, that wow. you know that's yeah. not a coincidence. That no, was not at all. Yeah. Well, and you you had told me too, and I did. I this is what I was saying. If I did, I did not know that uh, people at one time thought that she was crazy because she was talking to her her deceased son. Correct. Well, they when she first when all this started coming out about uh, you know spirits and, and people began knowing her deep interest in, in spirits and, and communicating with the dead, um, they really did think she was losing it um, mm. because she would hold seances and, and, you know, she talked very openly about it. Uh, right. And thankfully now, you know, uh, it's not as big a deal um, and she's much more open about it, you know, now. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, that's part of the reason that that I'm fascinated with her is because she is very open about all of that. She's also very open about how she feels about being a woman and the strength that it has, that she's had to have to, to not only be a woman, but to be a woman in country music, to be a woman in the era during which she came about in country music, by all means. Uh, in fact, um, you know, she really, she befriended Patsy Cline, who, had, like I said earlier, helped her through that, to navigate that country music scene, because, honestly, I'm quite sure it was safer in numbers in that situation. Um, she probably really needed that help from someone who'd already who'd already been there and who'd already gone through it, because she was so young at the time. But I was not aware of a song that you introduced me to called The Till. And, you know, we've talked about what a pioneer she was, right? We talked about what a pioneer she was and how how great, you know, of a person she is and how obviously strong she's been, not only uh, in the situation that we just, just that I just now discussed with, in, with regard to country music and being a pioneer in that genre and just in music altogether, uh, women have always had a tough time, you know, making it in music, certainly in rock and roll and in country. Um, 
the interesting thing, though, is that she's also suffered so many losses. She's been through tumultuous relationships. I mean, Coal Miner's Daughter even exhibited that one, the movie, as well as the memoir. Um, I believe that this new book, again, I have not read it, but I have read reviews on it, um, also highlights some of that difficulty in terms of tumultuous relationships. But she has certainly been and continues to be such a strong woman and such a strong influence. And she's 81 years old. That's I just read that. I, I knew that she had to be, you know, somewhere in her 70s, 81 years old, and she's still touring. And here she is going to be right in front of me tonight. I'm so excited. But, okay, so you introduced me to this song, The Till. I'd never heard it before. And could you just read some of the lyrics? Because this is great. I love this song. Well, you know, Loretta Lynn was uh, grew up during the Depression she was the second of uh, oldest of eight kids, I believe. And regardless if she, if she was in country music or not, she had a rough road to go, uh, as most women did back then. And in 1975, um, I, I believe she's a real feminist, you know, uh, in the best sense, you know, empowering women. And in 1975, she wrote this song called The Pill. And the radio stations refused to play it. I love that, by the way. I love that. No, I don't don't find that surprising at all. Not at all. No, not at all. Um, A little surprising that it was 1975, but still. Right, yeah. You know, uh, they may have a hard time doing it now. Who knows? But... Right. I, and something I always really loved about her music was her sense of humor. There was always oh, yeah. a little little bit of a sense of humor in her music, and this song shows it to the top. I mean, it is <laughs> so funny. Um, I read it, and I just laughed. Um, the first verse is, You wind me and dined me when I was your girl. Promised if I'd be your wife, you'd show me the world. But all I've seen of this old world is a bed and a doctor bill. I'm tearing down your brooder house because now I've got the pill. Now, for <laughs> anybody that's not a farmer, I mean, this this song has, like, farm references. But right. uh, anybody that's not a farmer, a brooder house is where all the hens are that lay the eggs, you know, and, right. and raise the chicks and, and all of that. Um, and then... The second verse, well, no, I'll I'll go to the third verse because I love this one. This old maternity dress I've got is going in the garbage. The clothes I'm wearing from now on won't take up so much yardage. Many skirts, hot pants, and a few little fancy frills. Yeah, I'm making up for all those lost years since I've got the pill. I love her. And what's so cool is that, you know, it's awesome because I say I love that, you know, radio stations wouldn't play that. What I mean is that, obviously, she was ahead of her time in that situation. She was writing as a feminist. I mean, that's very feminist of her. And at that time, they were not evidently wanting to play that. And let me tell you, I talked to you about this. It was probably a couple of days ago. And I was telling you about, you know, I watched This City is one of my favorite Loretta Lynn songs. And I watched that Mm -hmm. YouTube video. And every time I watch it, I I get a little kick out of the fact that she's singing this song, right, about, I mean, she really kind of wants to 
beat somebody up. You know, I mean, she's just really, yeah. really upset. It's obviously expressing anger. And, again, there's a sense of humor with it. Like you said, she kind of always had that in there. But but she's got this big smile on her face, and it's fake, extremely fake smile, because she's having to keep it on her face because, at the time, you know, she's singing on television. She's a woman. They want her to look like a little happy, harmless cheerleader, you know, so she's got to have mm-hmm. that big, shiny smile on her face even though she's singing something that's extremely real and expressing anger, she's got that smile because that was the time. And it's just interesting to me because she was she was able to do it. You know, she was in the system, working the system, and, and uh, you know, she was actually still able to get those songs out there. But it's just funny to, to watch that because that's exactly what she was up against. And, you know, Patsy Klein as well, so I'm sure, you know, the stuff she was trying to put out there, you've got, you got to give her credit because – she wasn't playing the game like singing the songs that they would want her to sing, you know, Stand By Your Man. I mean, no offense to Tammy Wynette, but come on. That's not feminist at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she she wasn't singing that kind of stuff. She was she was really putting it out there how she felt and what she was going to do about it. And uh, I, I love that and I admire her for that. Yeah, she she didn't shy away from all the controversial stuff. Um, no, not at so all. That, and, and But she always did, like you said, with this um, sweet, <laughs> you know, yeah. demeanor, and uh, so you didn't know you were getting hit with it, uh, which no. was really great. I wish I could have seen her sing the pill. Um, oh, me too. That would be great. I, I didn't even have a chance to listen to it, so I'm going to have to listen to it and just uh, see. I know my dad, I was raised with country music also. Uh, from the time I was little, um, that's all we listened to when I was growing mm-hmm. up. My my dad, my grandmother, um, that's, that was the first music that I ever heard. And um, my grandmother would take me to a place called the Riverside Ballroom in Phoenix, Arizona. And my favorite singer was Marty Robbins. Oh, and yeah. she would take me there to see him when he was in town. And... Um, I don't know if anybody knows little Jimmy Dickens. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I got to see him, too. Nice. And, um, so we were, you know, we were country music people. And I know my dad liked Patsy Klein and Loretta Lynn and um, wasn't crazy about Dolly Parton, and I'm not sure why. Um, yeah. But he liked Loretta Lynn, and it's, funny to me because she would have not some of her music I'm sure he didn't agree with because of that the you know feminist type attitude that was within the song and um, I'm sure he didn't want some of them but yeah we were country music fans and, and Loretta Lynn played a lot yeah oh yeah I mean that's yeah, Patsy Klein too. I grew up with those two. I'm not sure. Maybe somebody in my family wasn't listening to the lyrics. <laughs> they just liked the sound. Because I don't know that they would have been too happy either. But um, yeah, you know, thankfully, either they just weren't listening or, you know, maybe they just didn't understand the lyrics too well. But whatever. It was great. And I'm glad I was raised with it. And I'm, you know, I'm really glad that I'm, I'm able to see her. I'm, I just cannot tell you how excited I am to see her tonight. And, um, you know, I'm going to try to take some pictures 
I don't know if that's going to happen. And let's remember, I'm on an iPhone. I don't really have, like, a professional camera here. But, um, you know, I'm going to try to take some pictures of her, and if I get any, I'm going to put them on the page. I hope that's okay. But I, I'm just so excited uh, about seeing her. And, again, you know, if you find that a, a, a clip maybe, I don't know if we can put, you know, a soundbite or something on the on the page, but if you if you come across that song and, and you can find a way to upload it onto our Facebook page, I would love to hear that too because I've never heard that song, The Till. And um, any information that uh, that I can find, is, I, I, I want to read some excerpts from that book. I'd love to share that. And maybe in a future show we can talk about her latest book because uh, the review I read about it seemed really interesting. And, again, that was still woman enough, and I – I really think that's a great title. I'd love to know more about what was in her second memoir because uh, it's the continuation. No, you you know. that, yeah, you said that's a, a current book because I didn't know that was out. Yeah, it's 2013 is when it came out, and I, oh, I just okay. read that. Now, I, I could be wrong about the date, but uh, I just read it, and, and the reason I say I could be wrong is because I'm reading it online. So, you know, you can't exactly trust that to be uh, solid information, but right. from what – what I read, it was it came out in 2000, or 2003, sorry, not 13, 2003. So it, it would be uh, about a decade old now, but uh, still relevant. I mean, she hasn't put anything out that I know of since then. So, um, But I think that's a great title. I would love to read it and see um, what else she has to say. And I, I'd certainly learn to love more, or love to learn more about her homes, and the especially the homestead. I, I Like I said, I knew about the haunting and the one she lives in now, but not the one that she grew up in. I'd, I'd love to learn more about that. And I would think that has more to do, and you would know this better than I do, but I would think this has more to do with her being uh, someone who could who could sense spirits because I think people that can sense them would, would sense a haunting in any, you know, in any place they live uh, or at least know yeah. that spirits are around, you know. Yeah, so maybe well, she, that's more or less what it's about. Yeah, and I think her whole family was pretty open to stuff like that. And I really think, that whole area uh, in Kentucky, uh, especially where she was raised, you know, they said it was one of the most haunted places around. Um, um, and I think that area, you've got a lot of superstitions and uh, the Appalachian Mountains and, you know, the stories. And it's just, it's a fascinating area. And I'd like to learn more about it. Maybe that's, that'll be one of my projects, is to learn more about the, that area. Because, um, you know, she, it was very, especially during the Depression, nobody had anything. Um, Everybody worked really hard. And in that area, it was the coal mines. Um, If you did survive the coal mines, you you either lived a long, long time or you died from black lungs. um, Oh, sure. You know, earlier. Uh, But that whole area is just, Steeped in history and superstition, and you know, just really cool stuff. But yeah. um, you know, she was like—I think I heard ten years old when she first uh, realized what she was seeing, and wow. you know, had the premonitions and things like that. But um, I just think it's fascinating, you know, the the history of the area, and, and the same with the history of her house now. Um, yeah, you know the Civil War being there and the soldiers dying and being buried there and um, it being a plantation. I don't think there's a plantation around. It's not haunted. 
And it's got to be. Agreed. Um, right, exactly. Because it is the, the intensity of the emotions and everything that goes on there. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's fascinating. But we've only got about two minutes left. So these fly by, don't they? They do. So you need to take pictures and oh, you yes. need to post on the page. And please tell me you get to meet her. That would be so cool. Oh, my. I, you know, I, I don't know. I might pass out, but, yes, it would be awesome. <laughs> I would just be so thrilled to meet her. I would love to sit down and talk to her. Oh, my goodness. I cannot imagine what that would be like. I, I don't think there would be enough time left in the world for me to get all the information out of that woman that I would want to get because I would have so many questions for her. And, oh, just what an amazing spirit. I, she's just someone that I truly admire. I think that, um, She's just an amazing, fascinating woman. I can't wait to just see her perform. Um, and let me remind everyone really quickly, because as much as I am excited about this and I, I cannot wait to see this woman, I know that we do have a radio show that we're actually trying to do here, and I'm not just talking about one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. So next Tuesday, Sarah Skog will be on talking about addiction, how it affects women, and how to get help. Uh, I want to make sure everybody tunes in for that. And again, like Annette said, casual Friday tomorrow Q&A. Uh, please send us your questions. Um, you can go to our Facebook, and again, that is Girl Power Half Hour on Facebook, and you can look us up and just send us your questions, and we'd love to have them so that we can talk about them tomorrow. And I have a surprise for about my book on that will be happening on Saturday. So uh, just be tuned in on Friday if you want to hear it early because I won't post anything online until Saturday. So just be aware of what's going on. And new books coming out in September. So I'll be I'm ready for that, too. And, Sasha, I hope you have a great time. And Thank enjoy you. yourself. And take to. lots of pictures. And be safe coming home. I will. Thanks so much, Annette. All right. Well, we will talk with you all tomorrow for Casual Friday. See you then.